Hello and welcome to the very first Policy Voice podcast brought to you by the Governance and Policy Unit at the Institute of Directors. Today we'll be giving you an introductory overview of things that are affecting business leaders, starting with the pandemic and the economy. My name is Joe Fitzsimons, Senior Policy Advisor at the IOD, and today we're joined by Tej Parekh, Chief Economist. Welcome, Tej. Um, So starting with the pandemic and Brexit, we know that these are the big topics at the moment. How did we end 2020 and how are things looking at the moment? Hi there, Joe, and and welcome to everyone listening to our very first podcast. Um, So we ended 2020 on a relatively optimistic note. We, We survey our members on a monthly basis and we saw there was a spike in confidence in December, both in members reporting more confidence um, in the economy and in their own organizations. And this was largely because of the very positive news around a vaccine. Um, Now, as you know, as we kind of ended the year, there was um, increased uncertainty around what would happen uh, with Brexit, whether there would be a deal or no deal. Um, And then we were also hearing increased noise around the potential for further restrictions. Um, And then as we obviously moved into January in the first few weeks, there was positive news insofar as there was a Brexit deal, but there was some clear um, challenges for businesses to actually adjust to to, to the changes. And we've been hearing a lot of reports from from members around uh, how they're a bit caught off guard by some of the changes, but nonetheless are doing their best to to adapt to those. but aside from Brexit, we obviously heard about uh, the return of restrictions and, and another lockdown. And I think um, this continues to be the key driver um, affecting things in the economy and obviously for, for business leaders in the year ahead. Um, and so we're, we're likely to see confidence fall back in January. Um, the expectation really was is that we would we would enter the new year and restrictions would gradually wind down from the first quarter and into the second quarter as um, the vaccine has rolled out. Um, But it basically means where we are is that um, in Q1, as I mentioned, we're going to see some some economic hit as a result of adjustments associated with, you know, Brexit disruption. But also uh, due to the restriction, it means uh, the economy will likely dip a little bit more and it will push our planned recovery, as we were expecting at the end of last year, further down the line. And perhaps we're looking at around uh, some point in Q2 when restrictions ease a bit more and hopefully um, the vaccine rollout enables that to occur. So really, I suppose with how things are different are that we've kind of kicked back the recovery a little bit. And it probably means we're looking at being back to the size economy we were before the pandemic by around, um, you know, uh, around mid 2022, um, at least. Um, so that that's essentially where we are at the moment. Yeah. And, and giving that context, what does that mean relating to support for business? Um, I suppose that means it's fair to say the the budget on the 3rd of March is all the more important. That's right. So um, we heard um, towards the end of last year that the Chancellor, Wishy Sunak, would be um, 
announcing uh, a budget on on March the third. Um, now, th- th- this is a, a particularly important moment for the UK. Um, we know that the government, towards the end of last year, announced that they would um, extend the key coronavirus um, support scheme. So there was clearly the coronavirus job retention scheme. There was a self-employed um, income support scheme as well that was extended into the spring. Uh, we know that some forms of loan support would remain and there would be uh, ongoing local authority grant support. Um, I think the concern is, as I, as I mentioned, as we've come into the new year, many businesses have realised actually uh, that we're going to need support beyond Q1. So essentially that, that budget on, on March the 3rd um, is very important because it's really, um, for many businesses, they're expecting um, further announcements on extensions to these schemes. Um, I mean, ultimately, waiting to announce an extension to the job retention scheme and the self-employed scheme up till March the 3rd may be very challenging for many businesses who need to make decisions on on staff now. So we might even expect the Chancellor and the Treasury to, to make a, a pre-announcement on uh, the types of uh, extensions to these schemes that they might be offering. I think from our perspective, um, we believe that the, these support schemes should be in place as, as long as there are heightened level of restrictions and that there certainly shouldn't be a cliff edge in support um, in the spring because we know that with restrictions and with so many people still on furlough, this could lead to a surge in uh, the, the unemployment rate and it just make a challenging situation even worse for a number of our members. Um, and I should say the last thing is is um, the, the ongoing issue with with the coronavirus has been trying to get support to all types of businesses. And, of course, many businesses have missed out on support, uh, including um, owner directors um, who might remunerate themselves primarily through dividends and other kind of more recently self-employed individuals who fall out of the scope of the furlough scheme and, and the self-employed scheme. And it's our view that the, the budget um, in March offers an opportune moment, really, for the Treasury, who, who have missed a number of moments, really, to, to announce support for this group. And we really think there's a important scope for the Chancellor to announce a, a, a grant package for people who have missed out on existing support, whether that's administered through local authorities or otherwise. Um, we know that some of the devolved nations have actually kind of um, started creating their own packages to support those who are missing out on on support. So um, I think those are the key things to look at, essentially extending existing support and then looking at trying to cover off the gaps that have been missed out in that March budget. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll certainly be looking for more COVID-19 support. Um, I suppose the other thing we're hearing a lot more about is stimulus packages, particularly in the US with their new president, Joe Biden. And one of the questions on, on many people's minds just now is, what kind of stimulus support do we need for the UK? Yeah, you're, you're right on that. I mean, we've always felt that, you know, the next fiscal event needs to really do two things. I think, as I said, first of all, it needs to provide an off-ramp from existing coronavirus support. And then secondly, it needs to 
if you excuse the pun, put a shot in the arm of business leaders up and down the country. Um, and that is necessary because I suppose since since March 2020, business leaders have been suffering from you know very low levels of revenue, heightened costs. They've been very reliant on government support and the the debt burden has been mounting cash flow challenges have been increasing and many have also deferred a lot of kind of tax payments into 2021 and then as i mentioned at the start then you have those who are trying to navigate um uh the new kind of trading arrangements and terms um with the european union so it's a bit of a big leap to assume that you know, whether it's Q2 or Q3, when restrictions are reduced, that the economy will just automatically bounce back and there will be this release of pent-up savings and business activity because we know that there'll be a lot of fixing of balance sheets necessary before businesses can actually start hiring and investing again. And our own data suggests that many of our members do not expect to be uh, hiring or investing significantly this year. And so one of the things we really need to do to, you know, to ensure that the economy does, you know, bounce back uh, is we need to provide uh, some form of stimulus package. And um, from our perspective, I think given that businesses are going to be at the heart of any recovery, they're, they're going to be the ones that um, hire people and create jobs. They're going to be the ones that innovate and drive productivity growth. I think that the key things that the Chancellor needs to look at is, I think firstly, um, incentivizing businesses to invest, whether that's um, looking at ways in which you can incorporate some form of tax relief and incentive. Um, and, and secondly, um, you know, encouraging um, investment within business. Um, there's going to be a number of challenges for startups and scale-ups. You know, they've, they've obviously had a challenging year. And I think uh, there's a very strong opportunity for us to think about um, particularly as people are now investors, uh, particularly are, are you know searching for yield. Uh, there's a real strong uh, appetite, I think, for people to kind of move their savings in towards entrepreneurial businesses and the types of enterprises that will uh, accelerate our growth. And I think there's an opportunity here for the government to find ways in which we can provide reliefs to encourage investment into um, SMEs and enterprising businesses. Um, I think the other side of the of the stimulus is, you know, making sure um, the cost environment for businesses remains low so that they can have the margins to, to hire and invest. And I think there'll need to be ongoing forms of business rates relief. And, um, you know, one thing that we're looking at is, you know, potential for a, a reduction in employers' national insurance contributions, which would provide an immediate boost to a number of businesses bottom lines and allow them to to start investing again um i think the other side of a, a stimulus is really trying to kind of we're trying to work out and all the signals that we're hearing at the moment in the media uh, which is there's obviously this very strong concern that with the high levels of government debt and uh, the deficit level that there is clearly a need to um, look at how um, that can be paid back to make sure it's sustainable 
um, around 80% of our members would say that, you know, the first priority of this budget should be to stimulate growth. And, you know, perhaps later on, once we've kind of shored up the recovery, we can start to think about ways in which we can generate new forms of revenue to pay to pay back the debt and deficit. But many of our members believe the best way to pay it back is really to stimulate growth. And there's an opportunity now to do that, particularly whilst interest rates on kind of government debt uh, remains uh, relatively low where they are. Um, so there are concerns with various rumours we've heard in the media. I think it began with uh, potential for an increase in capital gains tax to put it on par with income tax. And then more recently, there's also been stories around corporation tax increases. Um, You know, we think that obviously the tax system is changing and there's a need to kind of move it into the 21st century and, and kind of look at ways in which we can improve the tax system. But the view really is, is tinkering with things now and, you know, adding, I suppose, to the challenges facing businesses would be the kind of wrong thing to do. And um, so I think ultimately, if we're looking at a stimulus package altogether, it needs to it needs to drive business investment, keep costs down, keep keep taxes low. Um, and then, as you alluded to with the, uh, what's happening in the US, we need to, I think, all the agenda around leveling up and retraining and reskilling um is going to be equally as important and often you know we haven't been able to think long term for a while so it's important that this budget also kind of makes moves um in that direction absolutely well thank you very much Taj. thank you for giving us that incredibly insightful overview and thank you to everyone at home for joining us today for this first policy voice podcast We'll be back again soon with more of the latest policy insights for directors. Uh, Thank you until then.